Wondra, I got a question for you. Yeah, Matters? What is your greatest fear, and why is it snakes? Ah! <laughs> Hi, I'm Better. I'm Wondra. And welcome to What Them Kids Doing. We're just two teachers out here trying to unravel the greatest mystery of our time. We'll cover hot new trends, nonsensical vocabulary, and goofy classroom stories from the front lines as we try to figure out what them kids doing. So, Wonder, what are them kids doing today? You know, it's so funny. Uh, you asked me about my greatest fear and why it's snakes. Yes. That's ironic because I actually love snakes. Oh. I used to be best friends with a snake. Her name was Spalding. When I worked at the zoo, we were homies. Okay, okay. Now, I understand being friends with a snake. Yeah, That yeah. I am happy to allow you. Yes. Best, <laughs> best <laughs> friends with a snake. Listen, okay, I had a job where I worked for the zoo. I drove the Zubaru, which is when you load up. Incredible. Yep, you load up animals in the van. You take them to little libraries. I've been to every small library in Oklahoma. I can wow. give you the, the skinny on all of the small towns in Oklahoma. Uh, Sepulpa, a lovely place. Colgate, don't go there. It's not worth <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, me and the snake, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, her name was Spalding because okay. she was a ball python. <laughs> oh, Get it? what a joke. It was a betrayal, ultimately, because she then bit me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It wasn't her fault. She was having a bad day. No hard feelings. We worked through it. We're still buddies. Okay, so I guess my question is, what constitutes a bad day for a ball python? Well, imagine if you had to shed your entire skin oh. every few months. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work. It's That's kind fair. of a bad day when all of your skin is falling off. And then you're in Colgate, Oklahoma. It's I know, like, ah. it's like this again. Ah, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, to be answered, I do not fear snakes. I fear nothing. Whoa. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. Yeah. That tracks. It's pretty hardcore. Okay, but you know one thing that I'm not afraid of, but I am wary of, sometimes, is the things that students say to me. Fair. So I had an experience this week. You know, we're pretty down with the youth. <laughs> More or less. I kind of. We understand what they're saying, but I ran across something that a student said to me, and I genuinely did not know what it meant. Okay, interesting. I was in the, my classroom, and I overheard a student say to another student, Oh, don't worry. That would never happen. Mrs. Wondra is her. Her what? I no end of sentence. What? And I thought, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is hmm. this a compliment? Is this an insult? Is it good? Is it bad? I am her. You are literally, you're her. I am her. And okay. so I said, what does that mean? And he goes, oh, don't worry, Wondra. It's a good thing. Like, you're her. Okay. And I was like, that still doesn't help me. But I'm her. Now, I, I, to be fair, I think I have heard, of course, in my classroom, a lot of kids will claim that they mm -hmm. are him, oh, right? Okay. The student will say, I'm him. This is one thing that gets yelled while we're doing review quizzes. Is okay. This, someone will get a question right, and they'll be like, I'm him! <laughs> yes! I'm like, whoa, calm it down. Or like, uh, there's a lot of puns that go along with that. Okay. Like, for example, anyone who has the M sound in their name. Yeah. You can just go ahead and replace that. And instead of Jimmy Butler, it's actually Himmy Butler. Oh. Right? You might classic. say instead I instead of saying like I am him, you might say I'm I'm Himmy Turner. Okay. <laughs> like I'm Himothy. Exactly. I'm Himothy Chalamet. I'm Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the Okay. That's, that's the whole fun. Use. I yeah. like that. So really the thing is there's an untapped market here for Puns with her. Oh, so true. Because that doesn't get used as often because I think the girls are less likely to be like, yes! I am her! I'm amazing! <laughs> 
which is unfortunate. I would love to hear that kind of energy from our female students more often, honestly. I like it. Well, I feel like now that I have officially been dubbed her, I'll get get to work on those. Perfect. I'm glad to hear it. Making some herstory out here. Exactly. So one of the things that we noticed is that with this discussion that we had about her, Uh uh, we noticed that there were other things that students say that we're just not sure how to categorize. It's so true. Sometimes students say things and it's just incomprehensible of, is this thing a compliment or are they reading me? Like, I know what they're saying. I can tell you what the words mean, but what it means in context is an absolute mystery. It's just like being around a bunch of really sassy, small people all the time. Because it's like, are they saying that ironically? Are they saying it to be mean? Or is this actually like a good thing? Right, yeah. And we found that through some research. Some peer-reviewed research. (laughs) There there are a lot of teachers who have very similar stories and experiences. So we threw it over to the uh, Our Teachers subreddit uh, for just... Other experiences, other things that students have said that we're not sure how to categorize. We wanted to run some of those by you today. So the example that we opened this Reddit thread with was one that a student said to me, which was, given I was wearing a yellow overalls and a striped long sleeve shirt at the time, but they said, Mrs. Wondrous, sometimes you dress like your mom forgot you at daycare. (laughs) And I don't know how to take that. (laughs) That's fair. It's also funny because you are literally wearing that right now. Okay. <laughs> at me. At me. I it's am. It's the post a picture of how you look <laughs> so we know what that means. Um, and I was like, are they complimenting my youthful energy? Are they saying that I dress like a child? Um, I just don't know if that's a compliment or if that's a read. <laughs> that's totally fair. Yeah, so we went and talked to the people around our building as well. So some of these are our teacher friends in person. Some of these are our internet teacher friends. But we do have some comments to sort today. Yeah. Is this a compliment? Is this an insult? Or is it just a read? So a lot of these hinge on teachers' appearance. Yes. So, like, for example, one teacher got asked, you know, you dress like a 1980s goth housewife. What do you do with that? Oh, I take it as a compliment, absolutely. Now, I would take this as probably as an insult, although that's, I think, mostly related to my gender. It would be kind of a wild (laughs) swing. You look like a goth housewife. Okay. If a student told me that, I'd be like, yes, you get my vibe. You understand it. (laughs) To be fair, I would get it also because I do keep wearing, like, just jet black aprons everywhere. So (laughs) I feel it. I feel it. So next one. It's just uh, a student, I think in this case, was trying to insult a teacher. Yeah. That's my read on this. Yeah. They said, did you get those pants at a blueberry farm? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. That, this is one of those things where it's attempting to be insulting. See, and I feel like it's almost too niche to be an insult. Yes. Like you could have just said, did you get those at a farm? But no, it's a blueberry farm. I think the fact that it's blueberry, it must have to do with the color, right? When I'm picturing these pants, they must be just blue pants. But, like, that is a student who does not know where pants come from. (laughs) And that's not insulting to the teacher in this case. You know what I'm saying? This teacher says, and this is very relatable to me, they say, I was wearing black pants, black shoes, and a gray and white horizontal striped sweatshirt. A student told me I looked like Gru from Despicable Me. (laughs) I can see it. I find this relatable because frequently in the things that I wear, I get told I look like something. So I have blue overalls in a fuzzy yellow sweater, and I got told that I look like a minion. 
Oh, yeah. I also have sense. round glasses on, which didn't help, but I never wore that outfit again. I was like, no, no minion. <laughs> I had to stop eating bananas all the time. My favorite one of this is one time I was wearing green cargo pants and like a pleather shirt, and a student said, oh my gosh, Miss Wondra, it's giving Kim possible today. Wow. I was like, I will take that and run with it. Hey, that's fantastic. Call me, beat me. I love it. <laughs> We also have a teacher in our building who says that she sometimes wears a green sweater with a tan sweater vest, and her students tell her that it's giving Shrek. Oh, no. That's so rough. Uh, my whole students are fascinated with this idea of when you wear something, they have to tell you what it's giving. Oh, okay. Which is just like the vibes of what you're wearing. So like when I wear a olive green jumpsuit, I'm told it's giving park ranger chic. Yes. Sometimes I wear a sweater vest that has lightning bolts, and I'm told it's giving electric-type Pokemon trainer. (laughs) (laughs) I know the sweater vest in question, and that is exactly fair. And you know what? Both of those, I'm like, I I can jam with that vibe. Like, I'm all about it. I always say that my students, they all have to wear uniforms, so, like, they can't bring looks. Someone has to. It's got to be me. It's got to be you. <laughs> I think, honestly, I'm perfectly happy to read all of these as good reads. Oh, for yeah. For most part. For sure, yeah. for sure. Okay. This is interesting uh-huh. because it doesn't necessarily have to do with appearance, mm-hmm. but an entire idea of what we are doing here. Yes. Right. A student of mine, after taking her AP exam for my class, excitedly told me that she felt, quote unquote, really prepared for some reason. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe that's the, the, the months of teaching, my guy. <laughs> Could it be the whole class where I was preparing you for that test, bro? That is so funny. This is one of those things that will happen every once in a while where a student is just baffled and surprised that what you've been telling them is actually really good. It's true. And helpful. Yesterday, I was talking to my wife. She's an orchestra teacher, and she was teaching one of her students a way that she could practice 16-note rhythms. Like, it's generally very fast, but there's a specific way that you can run this through. Mm -hmm. And so she taught one of her students this several years ago. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday, they were getting clinicked by this guy who's like, He's a really solid teacher. He was the teacher of the year mm-hmm. several years back. He's like the head of a music education faculty uh-huh. in the city. And he specifically said, okay, so if you want to learn these 16-note rhythms, do this. And he described the exact same method mm-hmm. that Lauren had taught. And this student looked at my wife and was like, wait, that's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm an expert I at know this. what I'm doing. It's, those kind of moments happen all the time. One of the times I was a drama teacher for a while, inexplicably, and I was telling my students every time that we had notes, I was like, all right, the first note is always, if you feel comfortable with how loud you're being on stage, you are not being loud enough. You need to feel weird about how loud you are talking to the people who are on stage with you. If you feel comfortable, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, good advice. It's, it is good advice for our little auditorium is especially very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we took that play to a one-act competition. And after they had put on their one-act, a drama faculty from the college that was hosting this came up and said, okay, so first off, if you feel comfortable with how loud you're talking on stage, mm-hmm. then you're not talking loud enough. It was word for word That's a note that I had given said. them every, every single day. I had my entire cast turn around and be like, 
that's what you said. I'm like, I know. Like, it's I was like, as shocked as you know what you're doing. I was like, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I know what's happening. It's crazy. I once had a student be like, Mrs. Wonder, I don't know if you realize, but all these, like, labs and activities and stuff, they're, like, really helping me understand the material. And yeah, like, man. Are they? It's well, wild. I appreciate that feedback. Thanks, man. Like, that's why I'm doing them. Like, <laughs> you think I was just messing around? Smart. So I think these are those things that they are not meant as insults or compliments. I think they are literally just baffled students reacting to the fact that we know what we're doing sometimes. But oh, I, I read them as compliments regardless. I, yeah. A lot of these others that we saw in our research was just compliments on the general vibe of a teacher. But, again, we're not sure if that's a good vibe, if that's a weird vibe, but students are aware of them. Yes. Like this one. A student asked a teacher, do you own horses? You look like you do. (laughs) (laughs) And this is interesting. (laughs) To categorize this, I think, is very difficult. I would think that horse owners in general have got to be somewhat wealthy. Does this just mean that, like, you look fancy? Oh, see, and I feel like sometimes when I hear from a student that they own horses, I'm like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> like, that tracks. <laughs> so what does that mean in your read of that student? It means that they're a horse girl. <laughs> okay. So there's like a bit of a horse girl sort of vibe. Yeah, nothing wrong with being a horse girl. Nothing wrong with being but a horse girl. sometimes. We support centaurs of all kinds. That's so true. Uh, I have a novelty D&D character that I used for a one-shot that was a centaur who really, really just wanted to be a human. She was a girl horse. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. Uh, Okay. Here's another one that I take kind of personally. Yes. This This student asked the teacher, you look like you play Stardew Valley. And here's the thing. If that had been you. I've been like. Got Correct. Me. <laughs> I feel like that's in the same vein of what a student actually asked me just this year, which is, do you play The Sims? You seem like you would play The Sims. <laughs> what does that mean? It means I have cozy gamer energy, I, I guess. I guess. Is it, or, but the thing is, The Sims as a franchise does appeal to cozy gamers, right? It does. That's true. Which is me. In the same way that Stardew Valley does. But I also think it appeals to sociopaths. Like, there's not a lot of games where you can be like, oh, man, I made my, my character, and I'm going to go ahead and drown them in this pool. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Are we starting fires in our house, in our Sims house? Or like, what are they implying about See, this you? is funny because I've never played The Sims uh, ever. I'm not a Sims gamer. But if that student had swapped that with Stardew Valley, I'd have been like, you got me, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. They were so close. Uh, A sim, but not the right sim. Interesting. Okay, so here's one that we got for a teacher. They said, a student came up and said, you look like you like mowing the lawn. And I cannot relate with this at all. I think that this is a compliment. I think that they're saying that this teacher has big dad energy. Yeah, I think this is just like, you're a suburban dad. You're a suburban dad. you can't hide it. They could have said, like, it seems like you barbecue on the weekends. Yes. Or like, hey, man, tell me about those new Reeboks. You know? (laughs) How's your kid's, like, eight-year-old soccer team doing? I bet you have lots of really intense stories to tell about that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that is exactly the vibe, and that's probably just an accurate read. The comment on this below mm-hmm. said, yes, and they're they're correct. I love mowing a lot. <laughs> love that one. Okay. Here's one that I think is the most devastating thing a child has ever said to a human adult. <laughs> this child said to a teacher, Miss, did you used to be pretty? Wow. That is, I think, the meanest thing 
I've ever heard in my entire life. I would move home. Because, <laughs> like, there's the implication that, like, you're no longer pretty, but, like, maybe you were in the past that there's, like, these remnants of faded beauty about you. <laughs> so the weird thing is it is a devastating insult with the aura of a vague compliment. Well, this is an eighth grader who said this. I'm assuming an eighth grade girl. That's the th- the power of eighth grade girls is that they can hone in on the single thing you are most insecure about and use it to tear you down from the inside. Legitimately, middle schoolers are the most brutal people on the planet. Yeah. They have the ability to wield sarcasm, but they don't understand how to apply it. And so they're just basically emotional terrorists. Mm-hmm. I say that. I do love them. Because they are so wild. It really could go either way. Sometimes what they have to say is an incredible, incredible mean thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just the weirdest thing you've ever heard, as in our next example, Mm -hmm. where a teacher was told, Sir, you look like you're a hidden corn chip. What does that mean? What? And uh, he had to explain what he thought this meant. He said, It turns out that they're trying to say that it looked like I could be muscular, but couldn't tell because of my clothes. The corn chip they were trying to describe was the triangular, like, torso, like, muscular men get. Okay. So what they meant, like a Dorito, (laughs) right? Okay, okay, okay. Like a a beefy Dorito is what they were saying. You've got a sick bod, but we can't tell? So the thing is, is I... Now, this might be semantics, but when I think corn chip, I weirdly do not think about tortilla chips, even though those are corn chips. I think like this man's a Frito. This man's a Frito. (laughs) This man is a curve. He is is just so, so entirely bent. I I don't even know what that would mean in human. Yikes. Here's one that I've decided I also don't know how to feel about. This teacher shares, I stopped a girl's hiccups by distracting her. You ask them what color their toothbrush is. Works every time. My class was so stunned that one of the girls in the back dramatically stood up and pointed at me like we were in Monty Python and shouted, she's a witch, burn her. Incredible. Here's one of those things. Certainly this is not meant as an insult, I don't think, but probably this person mostly trying to make a joke. I would take this as the... Highest compliment. Oh, me too. I was sharing with my friends just the other day that my mom had an herb garden growing up and that when we were sick, she would go out to the herb garden and pick us like fresh herbs and make tea from them. And my students were like, I think your mom's a witch. Like, I think she might be a witch. That's witch stuff that you go to your little <laughs> herb garden and you make a potion for your sick child. And I was like, oh, my God, is my mom a witch? Like, <laughs> kind of is. It's kind of interesting that we have come so far in human history that the application of plants to a, an actual human malady Witchcraft. is considered magic. But they meant that is the highest of compliments. Yeah. They were jealous. Like, oh, it's so witchy. I'm so jealous. So, it is very cool. It, yeah. Your mom, to be fair, very cool. Oh, I totally get she's that. the coolest. But after all of these things, it's just really honed in the fact that I don't understand these kids sometimes. So I think when it's left up to us, I just choose to take things as compliments. Always. Like at a parent-teacher conference the other day, a mom said to me, you know, you really don't look old enough to be teaching high school. Hmm. And I just took it as a compliment. And I was like, what? No, girl. You don't look old <laughs> enough to have kids in high school. Stop. <laughs> I think that's the most appropriate way to do that. And the thing is, you really have a lot of power in how you take that and, and respond to these things. And I, I have taken to a place where if someone says something that's relatively mean about me, I'll be like, 
you have no power here. <laughs> Your opinion, and I, I have, I'm sorry to say this because I, I do enjoy you as a student, but your opinion matters so little. It's <laughs> it's, the thing I've had to say recently. So true. I'm like, listen, you're a 14, and I'm a full adult person, so I don't really care what you think like, about me. <laughs> fine. Think what you want, my, my dude. It does not matter. That's the number one advice for teachers. You don't need them to like you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Don't worry about it. The more you worry about being liked, the worse off you are going to be, and often the less liked you are going to be. Well, that's what them kids be doing. If you want to keep up with the kids, be sure to follow us on Insta at WTKD Podcast. Or don't. I'm not your Walmart greeter. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As I say in my classroom, take it easy, punch waterfalls, do cool things. And as I say in my classroom, get out! I'm sorry, that was rude. Please get out.